Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. How many of you were here last Sunday? Yeah? Few? Last Sunday, our pastor introduced our year-long theme called... Christology. If you're like me, the first time I saw it, I said Christology, but I was corrected last week and learned it was Christology. Uh, to me, it made sense, but then my friend said, well, do you say Christmas? And I said, no, I say Christmas. Anyway, so I learned Christology, right? So Christology is what? What is Christology? What are we doing this year? Finding Jesus from cover to cover. We're going to get there. By, the, by like a couple weeks from now, you guys are going to be really on this. Finding Jesus from cover to cover. And our year-long verse is? Uh-huh. Revelation 1.8. Yeah, it's week two. Let's read this together. Okay, you ready? I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Revelation 1.8. All right, let's say it again so it gets in us. You ready? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Revelation 1.8. Okay, let's remove it from the screen. All right, now let's do it again. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Revelation Wow, you guys are on it. Okay, now let's do it in Spanish. All right, come on our Spanish people. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to take me six months to get Revelation in Spanish right. <laughs> okay, let's say it again in Spanish. Wow, very, very good, guys. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so this year, we're really finding Jesus from cover to cover in the Bible. And something that, as I was listening last Sunday to Pastor Hunter's sermon that stuck out to me was... We can have a view and a perspective of God, but it's not the right one, right? And many people in the world have a view and a perspective of God that's not right. And then as we read the word of God, we find out, oh, wow, I thought wrong about you, right? And it changes our mind and we start to see God clearly. And so this year, I know we're really digging into the word of God to be able to see God rightly, specifically Jesus Christ right? We want to know him. And the key there is we don't want to just know about him, right? Many people know about him. Like I know about President Biden, but I don't know President Biden, right? Like we can know about famous people. A lot of people know about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. And so we really want to know him this year. And that's what we're doing. That's why we're in this from cover to cover, meaning from Genesis to Revelation, right? From beginning to end, he is the alpha, the omega. Really, he has no beginning and he has no end. He's the eternal one, right? But we're going to get to know him this year. And so as I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, how can we look through the correct lens when we're reading our Bible to see Jesus rightly? How is that? And it came to me, well, we should probably look at him as he viewed himself. How did he say he saw himself in the scriptures? That's probably the right way, correct? 
So I want to take you guys to Luke, and if you're on our Life Journal reading plan, we're reading through the Bible together. Uh, you read it this week, which is pretty cool. But Luke chapter 24, verses 44 to 47. Now this is after Jesus has already went to the cross, died, rose again. He just walked with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, uh, Emmaus and explained the scriptures to them. And they were testifying to the other disciples that they had seen Jesus, and all of a sudden he appears to them. And this is what Jesus said to them. He said, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all, can you say all? All All the things that are written about me, so the scriptures, in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. What is the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms to you guys? The Old Testament. Like that's the entirety of the Old Testament, guys. So Jesus is basically saying, hey, everything written about me and all the writings of Moses, hey, they're about me, and all of the old prophets about me and in all the Psalms must be fulfilled. And what is that? Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures that they knew. And he said to them, so it is written that Christ would suffer the cross, rise from the dead, the resurrection, on the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be what? proclaimed where you mean not just to Israel did Jesus really said in the Old Testament the full gospel that like he would come die raised from the dead and there would be forgiveness for sin and it would be proclaimed to all nations beginning in Jerusalem yeah see sometimes we get this mentality that the Old Testament is all about the Israelites right all about like the laws and you know I don't know maybe God was trying to reveal himself to just one people group but then they failed so then he opened it up to the rest of us I don't know no that's not it though you can see from Genesis to Revelation he is saying like all the scriptures are about me and it's about the fact that I was going to come and I was going to go to the cross, and I was going to go to the grave, and I was going to rise again, and there would be new life for you and for me, forgiveness of sins, restoration into relationship with God. We cannot see Jesus rightly unless we see him crucified. Even in Genesis, even in Genesis. We cannot see him rightly unless we see him crucified, right? In John 1.29, even when Jesus first comes on the scene, right, to the public entering ministry. John the Baptist says, behold the lamb, the sacrifice. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, not that takes away the sins of the Israelites. God made sure when he was first recognized on earth publicly that it would be about this one thing, right? That he he was gonna be the ultimate sacrifice. And then I love this, Paul says, in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2, he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellent speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined, Paul determined, the apostle, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said, I determined, where did it go? I determined not to know anything among you except what? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Guys, we're going back to the basics, right? I feel like in Christianity, we feel that we graduate from the cross, right? Like, oh, take me deeper. I know that. 
I, I receive salvation. I know that. Take me deeper into something else. Show me more. Guys, there's nothing more than this. This is it. It is Christ and him crucified. It's the very power of God unto salvation. And salvation, that's everything. That's healing. That's deliverance. That's freedom. That's revival. That's changing of nations. Tearing down strongholds and principalities. It's everything. And it's all in the cross. We don't graduate. The apostle Paul said, I'm not graduating from this. I'm not moving on to this. I've determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. So... Let's go there, guys. I want to just open our minds. I'm not coming to you like Paul. I'm not coming to you with fancy words. Like, I'm taking you back to the cross, okay? Is that okay? Now, I want you to see how important this was to Jesus. Because to me, I can tell you what I think all day long, right? But what does Jesus say? What does he think? That's what I want you to see. That's what stands forever. And something that I know is, is Jesus is forever glorified. Yet he forever carries the mark of his crucifixion. That's how much this means to him. Like, think about it, okay? The whole universe was created by God, right? He spoke, he created all things. He holds all things together. He's literally the glue of our body. If scientists look in the thing that holds our cells together, the glue of our body is in the shape of a cross. Like, Jesus Christ holds everything together together. He's God. He's bigger than anything we can imagine. Yet he humbled himself unto man. He died a criminal's death at what I think is the most excruciating, painful death all of humanity has created. And he chose to come during that time period and die that way on the cross. And then he raises from the dead three days later and he says, you know what? I'm carrying the marks of my crucifixion for eternity. And I want to show you it in the Bible. Okay, let's look. In Luke 24, the same chapter, it says this. Now, while they were telling these things, Jesus himself suddenly stood in their midst, and he said to them, peace be to you. I mean, how many of you guys would have been startled, right? (laughs) Like, the glorified Jesus just all of a sudden stands, boom, he's there. You actually see him with your physical eyes. Um, they were startled and frightened and they thought that they were looking at a spirit. And he said to them, why are you frightened? And why are you doubt, why why are you, why is doubt arising in your hearts? See my hands and my feet. Why did he point to that? It's the marks of the crucifixion. His hands were nailed to the cross. His feet were nailed. He said, see, it is I, touch me. Right? And see, because the spirit does not have flesh and bones as you plainly see I have. And then if you go further, if you go down to John 20, we're changing books here. This is when Thomas, Thomas the disciple, you guys, he has the name Doubting Thomas, the poor guy. Like, he did this one thing and that's what he's known for eternity for. (laughs) I'm so glad people don't know the doubts that come in my heart. (laughs) But he said to them, unless I see his hands, the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of his nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And then later, boom, Jesus, like, right then, shows up on the scene. Can you imagine? Anyways, then he said to him, to Thomas, place your finger here. Place him where? Right? See my hands. Take your hand and put it into my side where he was pierced. And do not continue in disbelief, but be a believer. Like, this is how important it is. The crucifixion is it, guys. 
It's the very power of God, and Jesus, God himself, bears the marks of it for eternity. It's amazing. Wow. The whole point of the Bible is Jesus and him crucified. It's my second point. So like, yeah, we're gonna find Jesus from cover to cover, but when we're looking, we're looking through the lens of the crucified one, the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. The point of the Bible is Jesus and him crucified. You mean in Genesis? It's there. It's there. Let's actually go to Genesis. Genesis 3. This is right when, um, you know, Adam and Eve sinned. They rebelled against God. And God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? To Eve, right? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled and deceived me, and I ate from the forbidden tree. You know, pointing blame, right? Then the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle, more than any animal of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, open hostility between you and the woman, get this, between you and your seed and her seed, capital S. What's that? Jesus. He shall fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel. What's that? It's the cross, right? The enemy bruised his heels. The nails went through his feet, but Jesus in that moment fatally wounded the enemy. He defeated him totally. I love it. The Bible says he made an open spectacle of the enemy. I mean, come on, guys. And it's right there, Genesis 3, in the beginning. Right? All right, now let's go on in Genesis. All right, so this is right before God sends Adam and Eve out of the garden. And Adam and Eve had covered themselves in, do you remember? Leaves, leaves, right? Um, Because they were ashamed. They were trying to cover themselves. But this is what God did, and it stuck out to me. The Lord God made tunics of animal skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. That's the first sacrifice to cover man. Jesus. Because this is the plan. This, This is the love that God has for us that he knew before the foundation of the world that if he created the world and he created us, that we would rebel against him. He knew it. He knew we would be separated against him. And instead of creating people to forcefully love him, he gave us a right to rebel, but then he made a way back to him knowing nothing we could do could save ourselves. And he decided before he even created anything that he would be willing to humble himself to a man and die on a cross for us. I mean, this is amazing, right? The love of God. So if you actually look, I wanna show you that. Revelation 13, eight. So to Genesis to Revelation, right? Christ and him crucified. It says this, all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamb, what? Slain, from where? foundation of the world. This was not God's backup plan. It was the plan. Christ and Christ crucified. It is the plan. Man. Now I want to tell you guys something. 
the Pharisees memorized the Bible, right? Like they knew it, they knew all about it, but they didn't know the scripture when he came in flesh. And so something that caught me about the verse, if we go back to Luke 24, we're going to see in verse 45, he said, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Who did? Jesus did. The Bible is the only book in the world that you need the author to fully understand it when you read it. Yeah, because you can read it to get head knowledge all day long. But you will not know the one. Why, why is that? Think about it. Someone said Holy Spirit. Yeah, Holy Spirit reveals it to us, right? But the reason why is because the whole time God is longing for relationship. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants to speak to you. He wants you to know him. He, he wants relationship. He doesn't want you to just learn about him in a book. He wants to meet with you and he wants to open the scriptures to you and he wants to reveal himself to you. You know, I have been meditating lately on the, the fact that so many times, first off, God says, seek my face, right? But then he says, those who seek me will find me, right? God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Why? Because he loves us. He wants to be with us. And so when we read it from Genesis to Revelation, when you're on the life journal plan and you're reading every day, invite Jesus into the room. Because you're not going to understand the scriptures unless he opens them to you. Yeah. So I have another thing to tell you guys. And this is something I got in Revelation 5 that goes with this. I love this scripture. So John's on the island of Patmos, right? Like isolated. And God takes him up to heaven to the throne room. Well, I cannot even. Like, Lord, yes, that would be amazing, right? Uh, and all of a sudden, John saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And get this, no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And then John began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to him, stop weeping. Then he said, behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to be able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then John sees this standing between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders. What did he see? A lamb. He's the lion of Judah, but he saw a lamb standing as if slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Jesus is the only one worthy to open the scroll. Jesus, the lamb that was slain, the crucified one, is the only one worthy to reveal the scripture to you. That's it. The scrolls, the scriptures. 
I'm tying it in. Jesus is the only one. Can, can Pastor Hunter open the scripture to you? No. Can Pastor Liz? Can I? No. Jesus. He's the only one. We can tell you things for you to have head knowledge, but unless Jesus reveals it to your heart, unless you open your heart to hear from him, to see, to acknowledge, you don't know. Yeah. Jesus is it, guys. Man, he's the reason we're alive. Why are you alive? Some of you may be thinking, why was I even created? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my calling? What about me? What's for me? What am I going to do great? You know you're going to do great? Know him. Know him. That's it. It's what all of life's about. All of creation, the trees, the animals in the earth, the birds in the air, the creatures in the sea, it's all to know him and be known by him. And when you stand on that day before him face to face, when you get there at that moment and you can say, I mean, you can go one or two ways. You can say, Lord, Lord, I did all these things in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I healed the sick in your name. I went to nations in your name. I started this ministry in your name. I did all these great things in your name. And Jesus looks and says, how didn't know you. Depart from me. What a sad day. And I'm telling you, there are people that get caught up in doing for God and they miss God. And it works. Power comes because let me tell you, the, the gospel's powerful. You preach it, it's powerful. So yeah, preach it. And you can get caught up in that, my friends. Or You can say, God, I'm going to take up my cross. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to lay down my life for you because you laid down yours for me. And I'm going to ask you to come be with me. And I'm going to seek your face the the rest of my days. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro. Who? Whose heart is really seeking me? Will it be yours? I tell you, I've been praying that the Lord would make Encounter Church that church. You know, where every single person that comes through these doors, we have one goal. We have one thing, and it's to see him, to know him, and then we make him known. Not the other way around. So we're going back. We're going to the cross, guys. It's where it's at. I'm telling you, this is a, a super simple message. But if you can get it, it changes everything. If we can drop and lay down all of our aspirations, all of our, our, our things about, you know, so many times we come to God and we meet with him and we pray and it's all about what we can get from him. We're only looking at his hands instead of at his face and who he is. But if we can come to him and seek him to know him, he gives us all things. <laughs> I mean, you know? We get it mixed up so many times. But I believe the Lord's inviting us back to the cross today. And I believe the Lord is inviting us to make this year and the rest of our lives all about him. It's an invitation before the one. Will you lay down your idols? I was thinking about it. Um, I've been reading a lot in the scriptures and I can't tell you exactly the people that did this, but at one time, part of Israel was taken away and, got, and the king of the other land brought in people from that land and they brought all their idols with them, right? 
and then all of a sudden lions went about and killed a bunch of them because it was God's land and then they didn't know how to worship. And so they sent priests back in to teach them how to worship, but then it says this, it said that uh, they kept their idols and then just added God to them. And I started like really meditating on that. And I believe, you know, I see that a lot in other countries where they have like a lot of idols and you preach the gospel, they just add Jesus. And it's like, okay, I have another idol on my shelf is Jesus, you know? And I'm still bowing down to all these other things, and, but Jesus is there. You see that, it's not the way. I mean, Jesus says no other idol before me, right? But I think here in America, our idol is ourself, right? And we, we hear this message and we say, yeah, God, I'm gonna give you my life, I'm gonna seek you, and we add him to our life, but we don't make him really Lord. Because we still do things in our own strength. We still do things in our own wisdom. We still want to have our way, right? And then when he asks you to do something, it takes you six months to maybe even take a step because you question it because it's not what you want to do. Because we've added him and we've kept the idol of ourself. And so we're going somewhere, church, I know it, and I know Pastor Hunter and Liz, they're taking us here, they're taking us deeper to know him, to seek him, be known by him, and every other lover we're laying down. And so today is a day I'm inviting you in, the Lord's inviting you in to lay it down, to lay it down. But first, before you can even do that, some of you may have never even seen Jesus crucified. You've maybe never even given him your life and said, Lord, I make you Lord of my life. You've never even entered into relationship with him. And if that's you, I definitely don't want to leave here today without giving you the opportunity to know Jesus. And so I want to ask if everyone right now could just like not get up and down. Let's go into the holy moment, right? And let's close our eyes. And I want to ask you, have you seen the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world? Have you met the God that loves you so much that he came and gave his own life for you? Do you know him? And have you given yourself to him? Or have you only known about him and you've never really met him? And if that's you here today and your heart is beating because you know it's you and the Lord is calling you, the Holy Spirit is moving on you to know him because he wants you to know him. He made you to know him and be loved by him. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.